Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. This will be for the beginning part of Matthew 18, but it finishes up Mark chapter 9 and Luke chapter 9. These are synonymous or what do they call them? Synoptic Gospels. So we're going to cover some of that. So um, let's go ahead and continue with Mark chapter 9. I'm in verse 33. And being in the house, he asked them, why was it that you disputed among yourselves by the way? But they held their peace being afraid, for by the way they had disputed among themselves who was the greatest among them. In Luke 9 it says, There arose a reasoning among them who of them should be greatest, and Jesus perceiving the thought of their heart. Elder McConkie said, True greatness in the Lord's earthly kingdom is measured not by positions held, not by preeminence attained, not by honors bestowed by mortals, but by intrinsic merit and goodness. Those who become as little children and acquire the attributes of godliness for themselves, regardless of the capacity in which they may be called to serve, are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew it says, And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. And then back in Mark it says, And now Jesus sat down and called the twelve and said unto them, If any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and and sat him in the midst of them. And when he had taken the child in his arms, he said unto them, Now remember that they're in Peter's house, so this is probably one of Peter's children. Jesus is really telling them, Don't be a position seeker. It doesn't matter where we serve, but how we serve. Verse 3 of Matthew, and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted or childlike, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name, receiveth me. Back to Mark it says, Whosoever shall humble himself like one of these children, and receive me, ye shall receive in my name. And whosoever shall receive me, receiveth not me only, but him that sent me, even the Father. And in Luke it says, Whosoever shall receive this child in my name, receiveth me. And whosoever shall receive me, receiveth him who sent me. And he who is least among you, the same shall be great. In Mark it says, And John John spake unto him, saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followed us not. And we forbade him, because he followed us not. And Jesus, But Jesus said, Forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can speak evil of me. From our Lord's reply, it is evident that he was a member of the kingdom, a legal administrator who was acting in the authority of the priesthood and the power of faith. Either he was unknown to John, who therefore erroneously supposed him to be without authority, or else John falsely supposed that the power to cast out devils was limited to the twelve and did not extend to all faithful priesthood holders. It is quite possible that the one casting out devils was a seventy. There is no New Testament record of the calling of the first quorum of seventy, but when Jesus, at a later date, called a second quorum of seventy into the ministry, he expressly gave them power to cast out devils. That was done in Luke chapter 10. 
Verse 40 of, Luke, of Mark says, For he that is not against us is on our part. And whosoever shall give, a, give you a cup of water to drink in my name, because ye belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and he were, and he were cast into the sea. Also, in principle, adults who through repentance and conformity to the gospel have become as little children and who are thus themselves also heirs of salvation. Verse 7 of Matthew says, Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to them, or woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Back to Mark. Therefore, if thy hand offend thee, cut it off, or if thy brother offend thee, and confess not, and forsake not, he shall be cut off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell. For it is better for thee to enter into life without thy brother than for thee and thy brother to be cast into hell, into that into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And again, if thy foot offend thee, cause thee to stumble, cause uh, cut it off. Or for he that is thy standard, by whom thou walkest, if he become a transgressor, he shall be cut off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Therefore let every man stand or fall by himself, and not for another, or not trusting another, seek unto unto my Father, and it shall be done in that very moment what he shall ask, if he shall ask in faith, believing that ye shall receive." Heber C. Kimball said, To meet the difficulties that are coming, it will be necessary for you to have a knowledge of the truth of this work for yourselves. The difficulties will be of such a character that the man or woman who does not possess this personal knowledge or witness will fall. If you have not got the testimony, live right and call upon the Lord and cease not till you obtain it. If you do not, you will not stand. The time will come when no man or woman will be able to endure on borrowed light. Each will have to be guided by the light within himself. If you don't have it, you will not stand. Therefore, seek for the testimony of Jesus and cleave to it, that when the trying time comes, you may not stumble and fall. Continuing Mark, it says, And if thy eye which seeth for thee, him that is appointed to watch over thee, to show thee light, become a transgressor, and offend thee, pluck him out, it is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. For it is better that thyself should be saved than to be cast into hell with thy brother, where their worm dieth not, and where the fire is not quenched. For every one shall be salted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. But the salt must be good, for if the salt have lost its saltness, wherewith will it be? Will ye season it? The sacrifice, therefore, it must needs be, to that it must needs that it. This oh boy, I'm messing this up, aren't I? The sacrifice, therefore, it must needs to that ye have salt in yourselves and have peace one with another. Elder McConkie said, I, Every member of the church shall be tested and tried in all things to see whether he will abide in the covenant even unto death, regardless of the course taken by the other members of his family or of the church. To gain salvation, men must stand on their own feet in the gospel cause and be independent of the spiritual su- support of others. If some of the saints who are themselves the salt of the earth shall fall away, still all who inherit eternal life must remain true, having salt in themselves and enjoying peace one with another. So that's the end of the reading for today, and we will see you next time. Bye.